you have to begin to do some rhythms and then sustain those over time and get better and better. And that's a huge part of what it means to be a household of peace or be a person of peace. Having the ability to host things, to sustain rhythms, to invite people in, to have them have those experiences. Hey friends, welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you're going to hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission and community and discipleship. Today's episode is from one of our coaching intensives called Made for Mission, where we coach others on how to practically live out the command of Jesus to go and make disciples in our Western context. So if you want to learn more about A Thousand Houses or check out some of our resources, visit one kh. The number one question we get from families who are beginning to think about how to create a household of mission is how can we do this in a sustainable way? In the midst of our incredibly busy lives, especially as we are raising kids, having more kids, starting businesses, working full-time at a job, how do you integrate all of these ideas into your lifestyle and not burn out? And so I want to give you guys the seven tips that have helped our family the most when it comes to making all of this sustainable. So tip number one, turn every week rhythms into every other week rhythms. So oftentimes something that will burn you out if you do every single week, you can sustain indefinitely if it's every other week. Now, as I've done this to a lot of our rhythms, oftentimes people would say, man, I really wish this were every week. It's really important not to allow that pressure to destroy your ability to sustain it. Oftentimes they don't know what goes into trying to sustain a rhythm. And so I agree oftentimes, yeah, it probably would be better if it were every week, but I don't think I could sustain that. And so if you find that a rhythm that's every single week is really starting to drain you a lot, then try to move it to every other week and see what happens. See if that becomes almost infinitely sustainable. I first thought about this when we were up in Amish country And one of the things the Amish do is they oftentimes, uh, most Amish communities will gather for their church services at the home or in a barn of of a family or household. They don't tend to build their own church buildings. Now, this is a huge burden on that family because oftentimes, especially during the winter, you have you know, something like 50, 60, 70 people coming into your living room. They've got, they even set up pews uh, and they, they set them up in, in circle. And oftentimes their services will last for three hours. And when we were asking the questions like, how in the world do you guys sustain this? One of the things we discovered is they only do it every other week. And when we heard that, we're like, oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. For some reason, certain rhythms are very sustainable every other week, but every week starts to burn people out. So just that's a good tip to keep in mind. If you feel like you can handle every week, then, then go for it. But if it starts to overwhelm you, then instead of calling it quits, oftentimes a better move is let's see what happens when we move this to every other week. Okay, tip number two uh, is to partner with another family. So oftentimes young families that are trying to sustain rhythms discover that they will really struggle uh, in different seasons. When they have a baby or they're just, you know, st- stuff they're struggling with within their marriage, uh, seasons of just sleeplessness with their kids. And so if they have a partnering family that they can rely on, they can make this far more sustainable. Now, the thing that's always challenging about partnering with another family is you need to take the time to develop really good communication, really deep relationship with that other family. 
because this is going to be a lot of work on your relationship. So you have to, it may be taking away a lot of the hosting responsibilities as you might go back and forth one week uh, to the next uh, between your two homes, but you also have to counterbalance that with having really good rhythms of communication, regular meetings with those families uh, that you're partnering with. But oftentimes partnering with a family will make this far more sustainable. Number three, create a job sharing spreadsheet. This has been a lifesaver for our family. So I'll give you guys an example of what that might look like uh, just for one of our events. But every single event we do rhythmically, we have a different uh, worksheet uh, or different tab on this spreadsheet. And we will regularly just ask our community, hey, make sure you guys are filling in your name um, on a lot of these different elements. And so oftentimes I will go to the sheet and virtually every single block is filled in with somebody's name and I just have to show up at the uh, at the, that particular uh, event or in that rhythm and it'll just be happening because so many people are picking up the pieces. This oftentimes takes time, it takes some training, takes some reminding at first, um, but eventually if you guys start to build a really vibrant community, um, you want to create a culture of job sharing. And so I just call this for us, it's the bluegrass job sharing sheet and people just get in there and uh, put their names in and it's been a huge help for us in making it sustainable. Number four, it's important to cancel events when you need to recover. So if you're trying to sustain a rhythm that, that goes on, after a few months, sometimes you'll find yourself um, in a situation where you just need to have a break. And so seeing that and canceling um, is something you need to be willing to do. And oftentimes, because we're comparing ourselves to the church, you're like, well, when, is a, when does a normal traditional church do that? Like, when, when do they cancel an event? Um, but it's really important to go ahead and feel free to cancel whatever kinds of things you're trying to sustain as a household of mission, um, if you guys feel like it's really gonna grate uh, on your family. You need to make sure that your family and the energy and excitement for mission in your family stays really high. And so it's important to go ahead and, and, and be willing to do that. I know that that does cost some momentum. It's great to, to really keep those commitments as often as you can, but it's also important not to feel guilty when you really need a break. And so go ahead and feel free to do that. Number five, make rhythms close to to zero prep as possible. Um, now, oftentimes it requires some upfront thought in terms of the job sharing, in terms of like how to think about each event, how to pare away the, the elements of an event that might actually require a lot of prep. Um, and so I try to make them as, as close to zero prep as possible. So I wanna have all of the different, if, if some particular event requires, you know, paper products or things like that, that we need to have available, we want to make sure we just stockpile that stuff so that we're not thinking constantly about the eight steps to pulling off an event. Like I want to be able to just show up at an event and have it happen and have it, have it happen well, um, but have as little prep as possible. Now, again, that's another thing that oftentimes requires a few iterations, a few reps at doing a particular event. But when you pull that off and figure that out, oftentimes you can discover how to do that with zero prep. I, I constantly think about this little Woody Allen quote where he says, 90% of life is just showing up. And so sometimes when I'm really find myself kind of tired um, and I see an event on the horizon, I'm like, do I have the energy? I just ask the Lord to give me that strength and say, I'm going to show up. Um, but if there's lots of prep involved, oftentimes that'll stop you from just showing up to things that otherwise the Holy Spirit would have done amazing things through. So oftentimes we just have to make sure that whatever we're trying to sustain, it doesn't require many steps of prep in order for that to be pulled off. Any rhythm that, that is done on a weekly or bi-weekly basis should be as, as little upfront prep as possible. Number six, create a texting group. 
um, for whatever group is helping you pull off anything. And so that's, that's great for prayer. Um, that's great for sending out Hail Marys. And you're like, I just need some help with this one. Can anybody, you know, run to the store and grab something for us? Um, it's also great just to, to have that sense of team, know who's with you, know who's helping you. We use WhatsApp oftentimes uh, for most of our groups. And so when people are getting on there, we just are super thankful and appreciative and want them to feel like they're a part of a team uh, with us and that we're not afraid to ask them for help. Um, and so that's a really important part of that kind of communication and using technology to make that really smooth. And the last one is make prep and clean up a group activity. So if you're doing any kind of event or any kind of meal, make sure that as part of that, you think about, you don't think about how you're going to do all the cleaning and all the preparation before the first person arrives. You need to have those people who are helping you out, who are showing up 15, 20 minutes early, uh, that, uh, that are used to your kitchen or used to the way you host things, uh, and that will jump in there and help. And then oftentimes if we're getting close to the end of a meal and I see people are you know, starting to just chit chat and they're done eating, I'll just say, guys, all right, we're going to go ahead and clean up. Uh, we'd love your help. We're going to start now. And then just grab somebody and ask them what you can do. Again, if you've got people there that are used to your kitchen, your cleanup, uh, certainly the members of your family, you just want to do that together as a team, at least spend five or 10 minutes cleaning up as a group and making sure that when people are leaving, you're not left with 30 to 60 minutes of, of cleanup and of you know, trying to figure out where to put everything. And that can just burn you out so quickly when you have all those hands that can help you out. So those are the seven tips we use constantly that make all kinds of missional rhythms much more sustainable for us. You guys remember that slow and steady wins the race. What you really need to be paying attention to is not the fruit of one particular event that you're pulling off. You really need to be paying attention to how sustainable this is. And is, is it true that over time that whatever you're pulling off does have that experience of the kingdom. And as that is increasing, as sustainability increases, and as those sort of kingdom values that you're expressing uh, are becoming more and more apparent in what you're doing, that is what we're looking for. And that doesn't happen oftentimes right away. You have to begin to do some rhythms and then sustain those over time and get better and better. And that's a huge part of what it means to be a household of peace or be a person of peace. Having the ability to host things, to sustain rhythms, to invite people in, to have them have those experiences. And so take some time and think through, of these seven tips, are there any that really stand out to you? We'd love to talk to you guys about it in coaching. Or do you guys have ideas, maybe things you've tried or you've done that have made things way more sustainable for you in terms of pulling off different missional rhythms? Uh, make sure that our next coaching meeting, you guys like keep that in mind and share that with the group. We wanna be collecting as many of these tips as we can so that we can help each other no matter how busy or, or how difficult a season we might be in, what are some things that can help us make everything we're doing more sustainable? Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you're feeling a yearning to learn how to make disciples in the West, we just want to invite you to join our Made for Mission Coaching Intensive, where we combine online content and personal coaching that's going to provide you with the teaching and the tools and the encouragement that you need to actually see disciples made in your context. So for more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org slash made for mission. We'll see you for the next episode.